this episode of the Meeting of Minds podcast, it's just going to be me. Uh, I'm Philippa Robinson and I'm the host of the Meeting of Minds podcast. This season, I'm going to be talking to some great people that I know about their experience of being in their 20s. The reason that I've chosen to do this for the first season is because I did a post on um, Instagram a little while ago and I was using some information I found on the back of a book talking about decades of being in your 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s and I did a series of little videos talking about those uh, those four decades. When I did the video about the 20s I had a lot of response from the people that I know and they told me that what I'd said had really resonated with them. So the bit off the back of the book that I used as the basis for my little Instagram video was saying that the point of your 20s is to try on life's uniforms and the idea being that you might uh, change careers, maybe change places that you live, just try out a few different ways of being perhaps Um. And it, that really resonated with people. And what I was trying to get across is don't worry if you haven't got it sorted. Don't worry if you try something and that then doesn't really seem to be the thing for you and you try something else. And it, I seem to have really struck a chord when I talked about the 20s. So that's why I decided to recruit some of the fabulous people that I know in their 20s to talk about their experience. And that is what the next episodes of this series are going to be. But for this very first episode, I thought I would speak very briefly, although I'm not good at speaking briefly, but talking about my experience of my um, 20s. And I uh, was at university um, from the uh, from 18 to 21. I was doing a law degree. So I started my 20s, uh, early 20s, having just graduated. I then took uh, eight months off before I started my training contract. So uh, I actually know I've graduated from university and then I went to law school for a year, which was really tough. Toughest, uh, t- toughest 10 years, 10 months even of my um, life, really. An awful lot of information to, to learn. Although I hated my law degree. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. It wasn't practical. There was a lot of research. Yeah, I really didn't like my law degree. But law school... I much preferred. It was much more practical, hands-on. I could imagine using some of that information. But actually, all in all, I was writing the other day about being a lawyer and how, you know, it, it, it law school, law degree really can't teach you what it's like to be a lawyer. And if I had taken my experience of my law degree as an example of how I would be as a lawyer, I would not have carried on. And actually, I was a good lawyer, so I am glad that I didn't 
sort of take my experience of of doing my law degree, which I didn't like. I got a 2-2, um, you know, which is okay. Of course it is. Uh, but I did actually try quite hard. So, um, you know, but I did carry on. I went to law school, did better there and then got a job in a big corporate law firm in London. Went there and did my training contract for two years. And I stayed in the law until 2011. Uh, so I, you know, had 20 odd years under my belt by the time I finished. And, you know, it was a good career to me, I guess. Um, just um, so I've sort of fast forwarded a bit there. As I left law school, I then took eight months off before I started my training contract in London. So I worked for four months and then I went to Australia for four months to travel around. Uh, I decided to work first and then just travel in Australia. And I planned this for ages and I bought my ticket and I had no real plan. I had a vague idea of where I wanted to go. I'd got two internal flights booked, but all the rest was just going to be traveling around ad hoc. And I got on the plane to which was going to land in Perth and it was only as I landed in Perth very early, like two o'clock in the morning, having been on a plane for the best part of 30 hours, really tired and then I had a bit of a panic because I didn't have a plan, I didn't know where I was going to go, I, I'd heard it would be easy but I had no idea and I got in a bit of a panic, uh, but actually it was okay. It was quite easy in those days to find somewhere to stay. So I found a board with all the backpackers hostels on on them. There was a number you could call. I found a, a minibus that would drop me off at the door, which I did. I was then led to led um led to a bed in a in a room where I just collapsed and by the time I surfaced the next day everybody else who'd been asleep in the room had got up and gone out and I hadn't heard a word of it and I soon settled in and I travelled around Australia for four months had a great time and I was writing about it the other day and realised that actually I think during that time I learnt I could get myself out or I could rely on myself to look after myself, to get me places, to uh, to organise things. And I, I think I learned, if I hadn't done before, I think definitely during that trip, I learned not to be too afraid of things. And it's only as I've been writing about this lately that... Um, I it, it's really occurred to me that that trip to Australia probably did me so much more good than I've ever really given it um, credit for. So, yeah, it's interesting. But I was very lucky. I did that, came back, started my job in London. So funny, because in those days, you know, as a trainee solicitor in London in 1992, we were all take all the girls were taken to one side and told that we absolutely we were not allowed to wear trousers. That is hilarious, isn't it? To think that you couldn't wear trousers in a corporate law firm. And that was only in 1992. You know, it wasn't, I suppose that's quite a long time ago now, 28 years ago. But still, it... I, I see. I remember thinking it was quite amusing at the time, um, 
but you know that's what it was that was the rules that's what we did so we duly didn't wear trousers and I also remember uh, one of the partners in the in the firm going having to go into his office one day um, and ask him for something I can't remember what and he just looked me up and down and said oh not only do we have women we have northern women now do we and I just didn't know where to put myself I could have if I, you know, I just wanted the ground to open up and swallow me up right there and then. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't a great <laughs> introduction to work, working in a law firm. It was quite early on, actually. And what it did was amplify for me a feeling that I had had ever since leaving home at 18. In fact, before then, really. And it was a feeling that has seeped into the very essence of who I am over the years and that is not fitting in uh so all the way through university I tried to fit in and to varying degrees of success you know and I I made some fabulous friends some people who I am still friends with now but on the whole I spent a lot of time trying to fit in same at, at at law school, and there we and then I go and start work in London. I uh, answer an ad for a job, uh, a flat share. Three girls who already know each other want a fourth to share the flat, and I answer the ad. And I then was trying to fit in with them. Although to be fair, that was a really lucky. Uh, a chance thing that happened because we all got on great and they really taught me how to drink, which was quite, uh, <laughs> we had a good time anyway, let's put it that way. And, but I, I definitely felt the need to try and fit in with them. And then at work, you know, I, I began to realize being a woman and a Northern woman, I was in a minority and, um, I really had to work hard at feeling that I had a place there. So it was quite a battle in my 20s, actually. And I stayed in London for three years. Then I moved to Bristol for a year. Then I moved up to Manchester. Then I moved back to London. Then I moved back to the, back to the northwest. I moved all over the place in my 20s. I carried on being a lawyer. I always found it really easy to get a job every time I moved cities. So that's why I kept on doing it, because I found it easy to get a job. And I moved back to Bristol in 2000. 2000? Yeah, the end of 2000. 2001, the very beginning of 2001, and I was 32 by then. So I'd spent the whole of my uh, 20s really moving around, being a lawyer, but moving around and moving places that I lived. Even, even when I was in Bristol for a year, I lived in two different flats, six months here and six months there. So I did a lot of moving around, trying to fit in really looking back I suppose that I can see now that I was tr looking for something looking for a place to fit in looking looking for some roots or some stability perhaps and it would be a long time before I actually found what I was looking for largely because I didn't know what it was I was looking for but I did eventually find it but not till about 
four years ago. So I was searching for that for a long, long time. So that was my 20s, really. And I did have a great time, don't get me wrong. I did a lot of partying. I had certainly the years I lived in London, had a great time. It's been brilliant to be older and look back on that time and know that I had that great time. I don't feel like I'm missing out now by not being out partying. And I can see it now for the time that I felt it what at that time I felt like I didn't really fit in. But also I think I thought everybody else did fit in and that's probably not the case. I do think actually if I'd opened my mouth and said any of that to some of my friends, I'm pretty sure I would have got the answer back that they felt quite similar. But I didn't know that and I didn't say anything. And I enjoyed it but found it tough at the same time. I think it gave me great experiences but also still a feeling of longing for something else. And so whilst my career was pretty sorted through that time, the rest of my life wasn't. And that was the where I was trying uniforms on during my 20s. Uniforms for life, really. Uniforms for trying to fit in socially. Where did I want to be? What was my life going to look like? you know, those bigger questions, really. And I did struggle. I really did. And I think if I'd known that probably other people were struggling at the same time, it would have made me feel less alone. And that is the reason why I am doing this podcast, or certainly this series of the podcast, because I want people to know that things they are going through in the things they're going through, they are not alone. And whilst they, even if they don't know somebody else who is going through it, there are people elsewhere who are going through things. And hopefully by having some conversations with great people who are open and honest about their experiences, I can bring some normality to for people for some of the things that they are feeling and going through. So, That is a little bit more about me, my 20s, and a bit more about this podcast. And at the end of every episode, I ask uh, my guests whether they have a little motto or a saying that they find helps them in life. And my one motto, one thing that I say all the time is that every day is a school day. And by that, I mean, keep on learning, keep Every day, learn something new if you can and don't ever think that that is it. You know what you know and there's going to be nothing else. And also know that you're never done and there is always more to learn. So that's what that means. Another thing that I, another saying I really like, because quite a few people are going to have two. I'm going to have two as well. And my other one is... Uh, I have a postcard on my wall that a dear friend sent to me years ago and it says the only risk in life is to take no risk at all and I have kept that in mind a lot over the years 
to try and help me find courage to take risks at times when I have not felt that courageous. And the risks that I have taken have largely been successful. And even if they didn't appear to be successful at the time, they have led to great things. So even though the success that comes from those taking risks might not look like the success you would expect to find from that risk taking, it is as a result of a certain decision, a certain path taken, that some great things have happened and would never have happened if I hadn't been prepared to take that risk. So I do use that saying quite a lot as well. And if either of those are useful to anyone who is listening, then please take them and use them as you need them. Okay, so that is it for me. The next episode will be in conversation with a guest that will drop in a few days. I hope you've enjoyed listening today and I know you're going to love some of the fabulous conversations that I've got uh, coming. So please subscribe, please tell your friends, ask them to subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review Perhaps you won't be able to do that after just listening to this one episode, but maybe in a couple of episodes time, if you like it, you can leave um, a rating and a review because it will help other people find this podcast and help them also benefit from, from the empowerment and the positivity that I'm hoping to bring to people with this podcast. So thank you for listening. And that is all for today. Take care.